Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I'm your host, David Coyle, and today we're doing another short segment called What's New, where we check in with one of our previous guests to see what new songs they've put together. Today I'm talking with Vicki Pompey, who was part of the Fearless All-Stars Roundtable in episode 15 of season two. So without further ado, let's find out what's new with Vicki Pompey. Hey, Vicki, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. You bet. It's great to have you back on. So, well, I, the first question, uh, of course, is just uh, what have you been up to? What kind of musical adventures have you had uh, since we met, I think, back in uh, either late April or early May when we recorded the episode? Well, um, part of it is an ongoing adventure because I'm recording an album and I'm doing it myself. And so I get to learn all sorts of new things. That's that's my my standard answer. It's going slowly, but I'm learning a lot of things. That's excellent. So, um, yeah, so that's the that's been ongoing and fun and challenging. And then also, I had the pleasure of going to song school in a, in August. Hey, what do you know? I went to song school too. Whoa! We actually saw each other there. We did, and we hung out. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was really fun. So, what did you get out of song school? Um, you know, I didn't jump into it with as far as I wanted to. I was kind of tentative, so I, I picked and chose. Um, I had mentoring sessions, and no, I didn't. I had one mentoring session with Rebecca Folsom, who's always my go-to. She always helps me out with stuff, whether it's life lessons or song lessons or whatever. Um, I got to oh, experience what's his name, Stephen Paulus. Do you remember him? Poltz, I Poltz, think. thank you. Steve Poltz. Okay, I got to experience Steve Poltz, and I'd been hearing about him for years, and his energy is off the wall, and it was so much fun to try and create a, um, some kind of, um, I don't know what, a, jung- a jingle. A jingle, we tried to create a jingle for some kind of product in 20 minutes, and people came up with awesome things. And that's funny. You know, it's interesting. I think that a lot of folks, you know, like this, this program is built around writing a song in a week. Mm -hmm. A lot of people find that to be stressful. But the idea of writing something in 20 minutes um, and I and I've done like I've done song a day stuff. And, you know, but when I do that, I spend like, you know, four to six hours writing a song in one day. And the thought of doing one in 20 minutes, that I'm, I'm kind of intimidated by that. So you said there was really good results, though? Oh, yeah. People are really creative. And I think you just have to open yourself up to being absolutely wacky. And whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And he's so encouraging. And he's he's just so much fun. I adored that. Yeah, the, the Steve Poltz got, has gotten rave reviews the last couple song schools and... Uh, yeah, I haven't taken his his class yet myself, but but uh, I'm I'm gathering you would recommend it for anybody who. Uh, it's it's almost a break though. It's not it's not intense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. As he tells amazingly bizarre stories about his time on the road, and he's done <laughs> a lot of things. Um, yeah, it's great energy. It really is. Oh, I think one of my favorite things though was um, listening to everybody on the open stage. Oh yeah. And I had a ball. I brought my camera camera, not my phone camera, but a real camera. And I got I took pictures of almost everyone. And I was I just enjoyed the heck out of that. Yeah. For all of you out there, I know I, I've referenced song school several times in several episodes, mostly because most of the people that I've had as guests on the show have been from song school. And it's uh, it takes place in Lyons, Colorado. 
It's right by the St. Vrain River. It's a little campsite. You camp there for four or five days. And they just have a variety of, of classes about songwriting, about mu- the music business, about performance, um, about instruments and, and just sort of psychological stuff as well. And, you know, how to get into that psychology of, of, of doing, you know, whether it be writing or, or performing. But a big part of it is just the community. Uh, you know, the, the song circles after, after hours are really great. And the, the open stage is really supportive and wonderful. So anyway, not to turn this into a big, long commercial for song school, but if you're a, if you're a budding songwriter and you want to, uh, find a good community to, to, to flourish in and to grow, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. One thing I really love about song school is it feels like periodically I've get discouraged and I'm wondering why am I doing this? Am I really good enough, et cetera? We all have our, our demons. And when I get to song school, it's not a critical place. It is just an uplifting place. And people affirm each other and they find out, they emphasize what is good. And you start to feel like, oh, yes, this is why I'm doing this. And Mary Gaucher, one of my favorite teachers, always inspires me because she says, this is a calling. Not everyone can write a song. If you write a song, you're speaking for someone else who can't speak and you're going to make a difference in their life because they will feel affirmed. They will feel helped. So then it's like, okay, this is important. It's, and I just, it's like a shot in the arm every time I go. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. So, all right. Well, uh, so now I've asked you to, to come in and, uh, to bring me a, a new song, a relatively new song that you've written. And we can kind of get uh, get a little bit of behind the scenes action on this. Now, this is one that uh, this this song is called "Wafer Thin Moment," and it's one that you wrote this year uh, as part of the Fearless Challenge, which was the subject of the uh, last uh, the panel that you were on before. Yes, this was a song I did not want to present for the Fearless panel, so I. So David was fine enough to let me use a different song because this one I thought, oh, it's I thought Fearless Week. I thought everything was terrible. And well, but everybody loved this song. And people kind of went, this is not a bad song. So I did I did kind of nudge uh, Vicky to bring this one in. So Yes, yeah. you did. And I'm glad you did. It's really different than anything I generally write. And it's, it's fun to explore that. Well, let's let's take a listen to it here and then we can talk a little bit more in depth about it. But this is Wafer Thin Moment by Vicky Pompey. Endlessly crashing, the waves crush me under the cold, salty ribbons that tie me to you. A proud Sorrowful scent of the 
smile that you left me The freshly burnt ashes of photos were spent Silk will unwind me with perfume and pockets To hide in the lockets and shadows we share Right, that was Wafer Thin Moment by Vicky Pompey. And uh, well, I, I just got to say right off the bat, the the imagery in this song is just incredible. I mean, there are just so many, uh, 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 you know, a, a proud fiery island melts into sandcastles right there. That's that's crazy. And um, but I know the catch the sharp trill on the hope of a feather. It scars as it trembles to search for a nest, and it's just—I mean—the—the—the—the the, the, the word choices and 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 just the imagery is—I mean, just all the way through, all the way through. It's really a very rich, uh, rich song with a lot of depth there. So, so, well, why don't you share with us exactly what went into writing this? This was a this was a fearless song. So, so what was the prompt? The prompt was vanilla wafers. And so um, with Fearless Songs, I tend to just try and grab it really lightly. And so if I hear the prompt and something occurs to me, I will just run with it. So in that one, it, re- it just went to me a wafer thin moment. And so I ran with it. And well, imagery is not my strong suit, frankly. Could have surprised me. <laughs> well, what I did in this, for those who heard Timmy, Timmy Reardon's uh, interview... I basically said, what would Timmy do? <laughs> and Or what would Pat Patterson do? Which is, he was a wonderful teacher and a great songwriting person. And again, it's, look, take all your senses. No, you know, use all of that to paint a picture. And this is, I think painting is actually probably a good metaphor for this. Because it's almost impressionistic. It's not a photograph. It's just these pieces that that make something. I'm not sure what it makes, but I had to hold it really, really lightly and just take a stream of consciousness and see where it led me and take out anything it was like saw, felt, you know, just make it as big as possible 
and as extreme as possible. And and it turned into this song I thought was about, I, the way I took it is it's about a relationship ending. But the chorus, the wafer-thin moment, is when things are really, really lousy, that wafer-thin moment of relief or hope, it's wonderful to have the respite, but sometimes it's almost painful to have that just moment, and then everything else comes back and crashes on you. So you're hoping for more respite, you're hoping, but it can really, really hurt because you're very vulnerable. For those of you who either missed the uh, Timmy Reardon episodes or or just don't remember exactly how the Fearless Songwriting Challenge works, what typically happens is they uh, Timmy will give out a prompt a day for a whole week and asks the songwriters to write a song to that prompt uh, in one day, each each day. And I think he recommends spending 45 minutes, but I, I don't know how many people actually do literally 45 minutes. So how, how long did it take you to write this song? The draft, anyway, the first draft. I, you, you may have changed it since then. Yeah, I don't think I've ever written anything in 45 minutes that I know of. But this was probably a couple of hours. I tend to start writing at night, you know, the, and then record early in the morning and then throw it out there. I would say probably a couple of hours for the original version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where would you consider this right now in, in the development sense? Is it, do, do you feel like this is still a first draft or have you changed it a, a little bit since then? Um, where, where are you in the, the development of the song? Yeah, I changed it. Uh, mostly the second verse. Uh, the second verse tends to be a troubled place anyway. But as you talked about the first verse, I think it held together pretty well with the whole imagery of you know, water and ocean and island. I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. The third verse I was pretty happy with as well. It had to do with, you know, darkness and nighttime. And so the second verse to me was kind of a mess. And so I originally looked at it and was trying to make it into, again, a more sensory. Taking that first line, I kept it, the sorrowful scent of the smile that you left me, which is way too many S's, but still, but the scent. So I thought maybe I would just make the second verse all about the sensory of scents. And it didn't go that way because it didn't go very well because with this kind of free association kind of song, if you touch it too much, it just gets, it loses its life. Mm. You know, it's, it's like... It's like making a pie crust. You have to have a really light touch on it. Otherwise, it gets hard and you don't want that. Um, so I, the more I started looking at things, I'd go down a path and it would feel forced and it would feel dead. So I, I gave up a little bit of the idea of scent, although I changed. I put perfume in there just to have a little bit of something. And then I pulled back and I looked at where what are these verses about? So the first verse I would say is about the relationship ending terribly. In other words, melting into sandcastles from an island. Oh my gosh, this poor narrator. And then the second verse I decided was more on the looking back and saying, gosh, was there really anything anyway? You know, maybe it was just a coincidence. Maybe, you know, we crossed the same place at the same time. So the idea of a, just the scent of a smile, you know, not even the smile you think about, but and then I went with that, of, so burnt ashes and 
silk will unwind because when you unwind the silk cocoon, you know, they've already killed, you know, you know the silk. The silkworm. We talked about that in an episode with uh, Allie Chipkin. Didn't realize exactly how horrible the silkworm process yeah, is. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. But the idea, again, so with the idea of unwinding and finding there's maybe nothing beyond really disgusting things once mm-hmm. you unwind this relationship, right? And now the last verse I took more as the idea of someone trying to figure it out. They're in, they're lost. They're in the dark trying to say, what the heck was this thing? But, you know, those are very rough ways of putting the verses, but I had to have some kind of way to trace through the idea and the feel for him. Very nice. Well, I think it, I think it came out really, really nice. I guess the, the question, though, at this point is, um, do, do you feel like this is a finished product? Um, and if not, what... You know, what else do you want to do with it? Or where do you want to take it next? That's something I was asking myself. Because there are things I don't like about it, but I can't figure out something better. Hmm. As I said, it starts to feel forced and it starts to feel just harsh in a way. That's that's interesting, to, you know, sort of because I think a lot of songwriters get stuck in that mode where you'd like something better, but you just can't. It's like you just can't quite change something without making it worse somehow. And is the solution to that just sort of letting it sit for a while, like coming back to it in six months? Or what? what do you have a way of dealing with that? Sometimes the song just stays in my head for, mm. and it goes around and around and I'm driving somewhere and it all of a sudden went, oh, that's the line or the idea. Um mm. Sometimes I, I put it down and pick it up again because there were things when I wrote this originally that I, I thought, oh, I don't like that, but it's fine. And I'd like to change it to something else. And then this time I looked at it and went, oh, actually, that's good. I will keep that instead of like, oh, it's fine. So there is perspective on that. Mm-hmm. But I think a song like this, I would say probably I would throw it to a couple people and say, what do you think? Because I don't have a great sense for it because it's just so ubiquitous in its um, in its reach of uh, yeah i don't know what it is it's not my usual style it's not a let's go from a to b to c let's not tell a story that's more let's follow the emotions this is like you know again painting a picture interesting interesting so this is kind of outside of your normal style and uh now you, you talked about throwing it out to some friends to look at or, or colleagues how do you use your music support system hmm well, um, I actually have a one. I'm really fortunate to be working with Sally Barris and I can throw things over to her and she will tell me in the nicest possible terms, but honest about what she sees, what she feels about it. And when I threw this one over to her, she kind of said, you know what, maybe this is on your next album, which mm. kind of surprised me. Yeah. Um, I think we've already already said that everybody loves this song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I maybe and that's maybe my question would be uh, the people who said they loved it. Do they like do they love the changes? Does that work for them? So, but yeah, that's the question. If if um, someone listens and kind of says, oh, I can go with it. I can follow it mm-hmm. because it really is to me. It's almost poetry. Yeah. You know, it's got that, it's got mouthfeel. It's got all of that, but not necessarily something that flows um, as far as a story or an emotion. 
people can just take what they want here and I very much free associated things from like the last verse I changed about the window being shattered mm-hmm. because or the dawn is shattered sorry the dawn is shattered because what there's the break of dawn but two the, it kind of goes back to the chorus in an absolutely subtle way and I would never put that in um, another t- my normal type of songs because mm. it's not really related but it kind of is when you're when you're floating around, just kind of skating around to these ideas and the feelings. Yeah, it kind of goes. Well, so I'm I'm curious here because this 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 song is kind of, you know it's outside of your normal uh, focus. So, but I mean, do you feel like this was successful enough that you might want to try doing another song like this, or is it something that you're just like? Well, this was a fun experiment. I'm glad it worked okay, but I'm I'm ready to go back to what I normally do. I think that's what I originally thought, but given the feedback I have gotten from people, it does look like maybe I should try this. Maybe I should perform it, or maybe I should just, you know, put it out there for people to listen to on YouTube or wherever and see what the thoughts are, because uh, I would not have, but given... What, for example, what you're saying and what other songwriters have told me, I'm like, maybe it's worth it because I can't tell because I really uh, can't yeah. tell. I understand that. Yeah. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for for sharing this song with us and and uh, giving us a little bit of insight into how you put it together. Uh, before we uh, conclude, do you have anything you'd like to promote or let people know about? Well, people can always find information on my website, which is vickypompey.com, which is P-O-M-P-E-A, which is always in the state of I'm updating it, so always apologizing in advance of, well, whatever's there. Maybe it's fun. I have a Facebook page, Vicky Pompey Musician, and I don't post a heck of a lot, not as often as I would like to. And there's some YouTube songs out there as well. But I guess the big thing would be to watch out and whenever it happens, when I finally finish this album, and I don't know when it will be, but I sure hope people will listen to it. All right, but probably next year, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, do you have a title for the album yet? <laughs> I keep working on It's going to have something to do with home. I have three okay. songs on it that have the home in the name. So I'm not sure where, how I'm going to go. Nice. And what you have uh, two other albums, right? I, I think I saw on Spotify. What, what are those two albums? Um, I have one album that's an original, and it's called Real Woman, and it's it's actually a really fun album because there's two big songs on it. One, but Real Woman is a great song. It's a very body body positive, very fun song, and also there's a song about getting old, which is also people seem to like a lot. But that was my that was a lot of fun to do, and I did it when I was pregnant, and so it was a total adventure. After I had my kids, people said, you need to have a kid's album. So I went and I made one called Twinkle Twinkle Mama's Guitar. My kids would always say, Mama's Tar. And it's, you know, yeah, hmm. the twinkle, it's Row Your Boat. It's got a couple of originals on it, but it's mostly just nice songs that people can listen to with their kids. And if you have preschool kids, that's about the right age. I was actually surprised on Spotify. It's like, what is your biggest, you know, listen there's one called Penguin Lullaby. That was by far the most listened to. Made me laugh. Huh. Mm. 
Very cool. Well, those are, uh, I was listening to those the other day, and uh, there's a lot of great music on those. So, thank you. All right. Well, Vicki, once again, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for having me. This has been a joy. You bet. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Be sure to like and review the podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at David L. Coyle or on Facebook at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. If you have any questions for me or about any of my guests, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. Endlessly crashing away.